we're gonna we're gonna look at the next future self that is probably a more immediate thing that you're looking towards and that's your future self as a future worker an employee an employer starting my career getting my life going in my field of study it's these kind of moments that that you guys are probably primarily focused on because it's, it's the it's the end game of where you're at currently. And so you take this time to go to college, to earn your degree, you work your way towards that four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, however long it takes some of you to do so, so that hopefully one day you can get out of there and you can get a job doing something. All of you are looking toward beginning your working career, and you're making plans to do so. Really, the moment that you kind of step onto a college campus. And in reality, this future self is one that I know that you're focusing on more than any others because it is the most immediate. And some of you may have it figured out. Some of you may still be absolutely clueless. Either way is fine. Sooner or later, it will make itself known. Your life is not going to end. If you graduate a few years from now and you still don't know exactly what you are going to do, so kind of take a deep breath of, a, of relief. It's going to be fine. You, you're going to work it out. It's going to get there eventually. Just trust God's timing, trust his process, trust his plans. He'll make it known to you. But once again, regardless, it all comes back to the reality that we have to honor God and his word for us in this area of our life as well. So looking towards that, that point is the focus for us of how do I honor God in that? What does God's word have to say, or does God's word have to say anything about working, about career, about what I'm going to spend the better part of my life doing, and we find that it does. And so when it comes to work, I want us to talk about just a few things in specific, and it's not a very exhaustive list, it's kind of short, but these are things that are highlighted throughout God's word that shows us important aspects of who we are to be as future workers in this world that we live in. And so I want you to understand, first and foremost, that work has always been mandated. So from the beginning, when God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, what did he tell them to do? He said, work it. Care for the land. Care for the animals that are in it. Exercise authority over them. And so from the beginning, we see that God mandated work to be a part of our lives. Now, that does not mean that God mandated work as an enjoyable part of our lives. God never said to work the garden and enjoy it. Was it implied that maybe he wanted them to enjoy it? Probably to an extent, but it didn't say that they were going to. And all throughout Scripture, we see that work is synonymous with toil, with labor, with words that we don't find synonymous with being enjoyable always. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to not be able to find a job and do something one day that you don't enjoy. That may be the case. You may enjoy, you may love what you do. Some of you are going to find jobs that you can't stand, that you absolutely hate, that you dread day in and day out when your alarm clock goes off, that you got to go into the next shift. It's just part of life, but that doesn't mean that work is a bad thing. As a matter of fact, God mandated us to work, to, to be busy with our hands, to be busy with our feet, to be 
busy with our bodies and not be busy bodies, so to speak, but to work, to earn a living for ourselves, to provide for ourselves. And there are some specific things that he shows us that should be characteristic of the way in which we work as people who honor God. So the first one that we find highlighted in the scripture is this. We are to work with excellence. So Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily or work with excellence. Ask for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your, your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So in the context of those verses, Paul is writing to people who are technically slaves, and he's encouraging them to work with excellence, not unto the people that they are enslaved under, but unto God. Work for his honor, work for his glory, work for his namesake in the midst of the situation that they find themselves in. So in the same way, God's mandate stands for us as his children. He desires that we work with excellence in whatever it is that he has placed us in to do. So for those of you in this room that may be future teachers, teach with excellence. For those of you in this room that may be future coaches, coach with excellence. For those of you in this room who may be future nurses or doctors, work with excellence. For those of you who may be future electricians or plumbers or tradesmen, work with excellence. Do you catch my drift? Whatever it is that you find yourself doing, whatever position God places you in, whatever sphere of a career he places you in, work in that place with excellence. And I think this is a big deal, and I've shared this with a few high schools here lately that I've had the opportunity to go and speak at, and I've challenged them to not settle for average. To not be content with mediocrity because I feel like so many younger people nowadays are content with the minimum. As long as I just do what I have to do to meet the minimum, then that's acceptable. But God has a higher standard in his word. As God's people, we see that he does not desire for us to meet minimum requirements, but for us to go above and beyond in the places that he has put us to strive for excellence. Now, let me make this distinguishment as well. He is not asking for perfection. There's a difference between excellence and perfection. God knew we couldn't be perfect, thus Jesus had to come. But he does ask that we be excellent. He does ask that we work with excellence. He does ask that we put our best efforts into whatever it is that we find ourselves doing. And listen to me, guys. It, it just kind of makes sense anyway. If you have to go to the trouble to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go and do whatever it is that you have to do for 8, 10, 12 hours, you might as well make it worth your time. You might as well make it worth getting up out of the bed for. You might as well make it worth making a difference in the lives of those that are around you while you're there. That's why it's important that you put forth excellence in whatever it is your future self does for a living. 
So work with excellence. Work with integrity. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 9 says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bond servant or is free. Masters do the same to them, and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. So God's word calls us to work with integrity, to work with a high character. In other words, to do the job that you would desire be done, regardless of if anyone is there to witness it or not. That's working with integrity. Paul, as he's writing to these people, he says, when you're working, work the same way. I'm trying to put it kind of in modern terms for you. Work the same way when your boss isn't in the room, as you would if he was in the room. In other words, if the person that you're working for, if the person that's in authority, if the person that signs your paycheck walks into the room and you start working in a manner that is different than how you work when he walks out, that's not working with integrity. It's doing the job at the same level regardless of if anyone is there to witness it or see it or not. And God says, regardless, even if you are the only person in the room, he, he gives us an encouragement. He says it does not go unnoticed. Because he says, don't do it as people pleasers, but doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will, ask to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord. So regardless of if your employer is there, regardless of your boss, your supervisor, your manager, whatever, is there to see the job you're doing or not, God sees it. And for us, that sets the standard, or at least it should. And so we work with integrity. Listen, men and women of God should be known as the best employees of whatever job they hold. Always. It should always be the case. And here's the deal. Some of you might have the blessing of one day being the boss. You might be your own deal one day. In the same way, hold integrity in your position. Don't be the kind of person nobody wants to work for. Because that's not showing integrity in the position that you hold. That's not doing it in a way in which it honors God. So you guys, whatever position you find yourself in one day, work at that job with an integrity, work at that job with a sound character. Why? Because it honors God, and listen, it impacts people. Well, <clears throat> so often, you guys know, so often when you think no one is watching, someone is. <clears throat> and it's a great opportunity for us as believers to make an impact in our workplaces just by the integrity that we hold. Next word of advice, your future self as a worker needs to beware of laziness. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 15 says, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness or laziness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. 
because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we work night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have the right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. How many of you are prone to laziness? Just be honest. I think we all are to an extent at times. Beware of laziness. Because God's word is clear that we're not to be lazy. We're not to be idle. We're not to sit back and ask for handouts, so to speak. We are to day in and day out, get up and work. Paul says when we were with you, as he's writing to these Thessalonians, he said we had every right to do the ministry, do the work of ministry, and have you provide for us while we were there so we wouldn't be distracted by worldly labors. He said, but in order to save you that burden and to set an example for you, not only did we do the work of ministry and teaching while we were there, we also held jobs while we were in your midst. These guys, these, these apostles, these disciples, they all held trades. They did things with their hands that they could work and earn a living for themselves. And even though they had every right and the authority from Christ to not do those things so that they could minister to the church, they still held down jobs while they were with these people to give them an example of how they were to live their lives. Listen, not, not, only, should, not only should believers be the best workers, they should be the hardest workers as well. And that's the example Paul was setting for these people, and he's telling them to, to beware of laziness. And so he says, while we were with you, I noticed there were some lazy people around. There were some people that were kicking back, trying to take it easy, wanting everybody else to provide for them instead of themselves going out and providing for themselves. And this is the warning that he gave them. He says, have nothing to do with those people. Why? Because laziness is contagious. Being around lazy people will make you lazy if you're not careful. That's the warning Paul gives. So he says to combat that, work. Work, 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 work. Work your tails off. Why? Because as these people see that, it will be to their shame. And so he says, get after it. Day in and day out, beware of laziness as future workers. Guys, it's not always easy. Trust me, I know. I love what I do. I talked about earlier how some of you may find yourself in a job one day that, that you just don't love going to day in and day out. I love what I do. And listen, there are still days I have to kick my butt out of the bed to come up here to this place. There are plenty of times when I would rather do something else there are plenty of times when I would rather go to the lake and spend eight or nine hours fishing instead of eight or nine hours studying at my desk. There are plenty of times doing what I love to do when I want to just get lazy and not do it. 
There are times when I have to force myself into the Word of God so I can be prepared when I sit before you guys to give you what He's placed upon my heart. Listen, it doesn't, I don't walk into my, my office week in and week out and find that God has walked in there and just conveniently placed an outline on my desk so that when I walk in, I'm like, oh, cool, thank you, God. Awesome. Thanks for taking care of that for me. I wish it worked like that. But that's never the case. Most of the time, it's hours of painstaking and begging and asking and praying and searching and digging through the Scriptures to find what it is that He has for me to give to you guys. And it's very tempting after all that work week in and week out and week in and week out, week in and week out. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed, but every single week has a Wednesday. Every one. Every single one. And I have to be prepared for that. And there are times when it, I just want to not. You ever just want to not? Whatever, whatever it is, just, just not. Just not today. I understand that. But you have to beware of laziness. And one last thing. One last thing. We're going to bring this one to a close. Be wary of money. Now, understand that God's word does not see money as evil. But God's word does see the love of money as evil. And so the reason why I share this with you guys is because I kind of went through this experience myself, is that college, college, with college comes poverty, so to speak, in a lot of ways. Would you agree? I mean, you guys are poor. Like, let's be honest, you don't have money. Mom and daddy have money. You don't have money. And so you just, it's a season of life where you kind of struggle. Like, you, you, don't, you don't go to the restaurant and, and, and get steak every week. You go back to the dorm and you heat up the, the hot water till it's boiling and then you dump the ramen noodles in there. And then you have Pop-Tarts for breakfast. And then you guys now are fortunate enough, the, the university gives you like a meal plan, Right? Like, thank God for some of that because it'd be real tough for some of us to, to find a warm meal at times. And so you, you just don't have a lot of money right now. And so what I'm cautioning you with is the fact that there is coming a day as a future worker that you are going to have a surplus of something that you weren't used to having at all. And so with that comes a very, very real temptation to start loving what you didn't used to have. And I never thought money would be an issue for me. You know, I could have cared less for the most part until I graduated and started making it, like, seriously. And I was like, okay. Like, I like looking at the bank account now. I wasn't used to having that. And here's the slippery slope that you get into is that it's funny because when you graduate, and you first start making that real paycheck, oh my gosh, it's like the greatest blessing ever. Like you were just overwhelmed to have it. Thank you, God, for my job. Thank you for this money. Thank you for this check. And what's funny is after a couple of years, all of a sudden that blessing is just not enough anymore. And so now what do we do? We start looking for promotions. We start looking to climb the ladder. 
because that, that blessing that was once so big has kind of shrunk a little bit and we found something a little bit bigger. And so now I want that. I want that paycheck. And then I want that paycheck. And then I want that pay. And then you're doing what they call climbing the corporate ladder. Not for the right reasons, but for greedy reasons. So I'm telling you guys, when you get out of this season and you start making that real paycheck, be wary of money because they can grab you really quick. And something that at one season of your life you may have never conceived of being a struggle can become what we talked about a few weeks ago, stronghold, really quick. And it'll never be enough, never be enough. So be wary when that time comes that you consider the blessing that God has given you. And you continue to use even that for his glory and to make his name known. Hey, this is Trey Mitchell, college and young adult pastor. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. It's our prayer that God uses these messages in a way that challenge and encourage you to live for his glory. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus as your savior, we would love to help you with making that decision. Just reach out to us through our webpage at underwoodbaptist.org. Be sure to check back in with us next week as we again encounter God through his word here at Life.